The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. We're going to cause trouble. Scott Farrell is calling the shots from the sideline. We're going to make fun of people. We're going to hurt people's feelings. It's Farrell on the bench. I believe in whipped cream with everything. I wanted to go back to the weekend and like relive a thing that always uh, gets me going. It's these coaches uh, that they interview after they lose in the NCAA tournament or any sport for that matter, like, you know, the Super Bowl or the World Series or the Stanley Cup, NBA Finals, doesn't matter. They always seem to want to interview the losers. I've never been able to quite figure that out or understand it because, frankly, uh, they never say anything. I mean, when's the last time you saw a team lose and uh, the coach or manager or whatever comes out and starts giving you all kinds of great material uh, for you to figure out why they lost or what actually transpired or happened or how it got to the point where they ended up losers, if you will. So it's always the same thing. It's just a load of nonsense. I mean, it's the gigantic waste of time. I saw this great basketball game, and it was the Baylor comeback against North Carolina. And then eventually, uh, you know, they were down 25. They came roaring back, tied it, went to overtime, and then they went like one for 11 from the floor in the uh, overtime and lost. And Carolina moved on. And then, you know... The game's over, and here they go. Let's go interview Scott Drew. And I just thought Drew was the, you know, perfect example, the, you know, spitting image of what I'm talking about here because he started breaking down, and I'm going to imitate him a little bit about uh, what he sounded like. Here we go. I got to tell you, you've been there for me. From the start, these kids... They've always had my back. I love them so much. They are a loving bunch. They're inspirational is what they are. They've inspired me. I know that much. I got to tell you, I'll be able to put my head on the pillow tonight and, and know that they've given me everything. They're a spiritual bunch. I mean, uh, they've... They found their way together. It's been a journey and we've been through so much ups and downs, highs, lows, peaks and valleys. And there they are again, showing me the high character that we build in Waco. It's just a, it's a staple of this school and of this athletic program and of his basketball program. 
we're all about high character. As a committed bunch as I've ever been around. They committed to me and I committed to them because they're driven. They're a driven bunch. And I don't know what drives them, but they they drive hard. I mean, I mean, you know, they they always end up giving me their all. You're down 25 in a game and you come back and tie it. I mean, does that not show you the type of motivation I, I'm dealing with here? You know, this this group of kids had the highest GPA in school history. That in itself, it says a lot about who they are, really. I mean, the type of integrity that they have and and just, I mean, they're so dependable. I've always been able to, to you know, depend on them and they, they come through and, uh, you know, they're reliable. I rely on, on them. They rely on me. And I've really never been around a, a group of people in my life, kids, teams, or otherwise, more sincere, more kind, more giving. They'll do anything for one another. And they've proven that to me day in and day out. It's a type of quality I'm looking at here in Baylor. You can see the heart of a champion. They're like, I mean, you win the national championship and you you come back in as a number one seed, you earn a number one seed, and then you you get, you know, your tail kicked, you're down 25, and then you find a way to come back and tie it and go to overtime. I mean, I got to tell you, I love all of them. I'll never forget them. I'll never forget this team. What they've done for me is is unequaled. It really is. And I just thank you so much for giving me the time to tell you a little bit about them because I care about them so much. Thank you. Good luck to you. I mean, to tell you, I wanted to vomit. I mean, like, honestly, like, who gives a rat's ass about all of that nonsense? I mean, a guy actually threw down that they had the highest GPA in school history. What was that, a 2.0? I mean, honestly, like, I have never heard so many adjectives in my whole life. They pulled it all out right there, your boy Drew. I got to tell you, he's done a great job at, at Baylor. There's no doubt about it. But I go back to the same thing every time. No one cares about hearing from the team that loses. I don't know why these networks and these TV executives and these directors and producers and whoever decide, you know what, let's go talk to the uh, losing coach, see what he has to say. Because, you know what, he never says anything. The other thing I wanted to talk about today is money. Everything is about money. Everything. So you always go for the bag. It's not about rings. It's not about championships. It's not about titles at all. It's all about the Benjamins. Stacks, bands, bags, whatever you want to call it. Look at, uh, I mean, Freddie Freeman was the only guy that went to a winner. I mean, almost all of the top free agents signed with non-playoff teams. They don't care about whether or not the team's good, all they care about, I mean, if they're in last place, who cares? I just want all the money. Look at Carlos Correa. He went to the Twins. Now I got people telling me the Twins are a great team. 
because they got him. We'll talk about him in a minute. Uh, Corey Seager, he went to the Texas Rangers. I mean, they're god-awful. Chris Bryant ended up with the Colorado Rockies, for God's sakes. How bad are they? Scherzer got $43 million per to pitch for the Mets. We already know what a disaster the Mets have been. Now, they might end up being good because they're loaded, what have you, but he still just went where the most money was. Simeon went to Texas. Nobody even cares who that is. Ray went to Seattle. I mean, they've been awful. Gosman went to Toronto. They don't matter. Stroman went to the Cubs. We know the last time they mattered. Castellanos went to Philly. So did Schwarber. They never seem to get it done, do they? Baez went to Detroit. I mean, are you kidding me? Detroit? Are they still in the league? Marte also went to the Mets. Well, at least there'll be a Marte parte. Honestly, though, let's talk about Correa, the top free agent this year. A three-year, $105.3 million deal with the Twins. Great move by the Twins, no doubt. And obviously, they went out and got Sonny Gray from the Reds. And then uh, they shipped their new shortstop, Kiner Kalefa, to the Yankees, along with Josh Donaldson and the catcher, Rorvent uh, for Gio Urshela and Gary Sanchez. I got people telling me Gary Sanchez is going to hit guaranteed 25 home runs at least for the Twins. We'll see about that. Urshela, I mean, between all his errors, I got no problem with them getting rid of him and shipping him to Minnesota. But how about Correa, honestly? I mean, he's the best player they've ever signed, you know, as a free agent. I mean... He's coming off a 7.2 war season. He was fifth in the MVP voting. He hit 279 with 26 home runs and got a gold glove. He's entering his uh, 27-year-old season in his prime. Uh, He's got opt-out clauses after both 22 and 23. So he could leave the Twins after one season. I mean, how is that a good deal for the Twins? Here, we're going to pay you tons of money, and you can leave after the season. And then if you don't like it, you can leave after the next season. I mean, that's just stupid. I'll give you this. They'll pay him a ton of money to play one year, and there's no real risk. I mean, pay him a ton of money for one year. He either comes up big for you or he doesn't. And if he doesn't like it, he leaves. He got the highest annual average value contract ever for a position player, although he didn't get the $300 million deal that he was – uh, looking for at the uh, onset of free agency. So now Minnesota has Correa, Gray, Urshela, Sanchez, Dylan, Bundy, who they signed before the lockout. They have Max Kepler, uh, Byron Buxton, Jorge Polanco, Miguel Sano, and Ryan Jeffers. The White Sox are still heavy favorites in the AL Central. I'm still not scared of their rotation. Kenta Maeda, Gray, Bundy, Ober, and Ryan. Bailey Ober, Joe Ryan. Uh, A lot of people like Joe Ryan, uh, who looked great in his five-star Major League cameo last September. But let's calm down a little bit, shall we? Anyway, they get a high grade, at least for me, for stealing him from the marketplace.
And one other thing about money. I mean, how about the Browns getting Deshaun Watson in a massive trade? like the Herschel Walker deal. It could come back to haunt him. And how about the fact that they're going to pay him $230 million all fully guaranteed? Every single penny he's getting, $230 million. Even though he's a public relations nightmare, they traded away everything to get him. Hope it works out for him. Not... You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.